Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. What's up, Bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, God? Jesus Christ, could you have said that any quicker? <laughs> what's, what's up, guys? It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a lovely Tuesday. Um, I don't really know what I have to say. Um, I hope everybody's having a great Tuesday. Um, we're super excited to be here with you all. I have done not jack shit. There's not a single book that I have read. Ah. Nope, there's not a single book that I have read. Um, and yeah, so there's literally, literally nothing. Our intros have, are, are going to be a little short right now because we're kind of in the middle of a bunch of stuff. I am currently um, writing a book, so I'm in the hole. Uh, so that's why I'm not reading anything. But if you guys have any good, good blah, 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 you know, recommendations, feel free to send them out to me and I'll check them out. We also are... Uh, I, it's release day for me, at least, because Kat's released her book today. So everybody go buy Found It on Temptation. Yeah, I forgot completely that today is a whole ass release day for Kat. Yeah, yeah, that is live. So go check that out. Um, uh, what else? Um, I think that might be it. I don't really know. I got nothing. Me too. <laughs> also so i think that's it for us uh on this side we're super excited to get over there and talk to um the authors that i don't have the bio pulled up for um and i'm trying to pull it up right now so stall okay uh what else can i tell you i bought new bookshelves for my wall and they look amazing fantastical beautiful the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my whole life guys i paid 30 dollars for five bookshelves on amazon legit those are good looking bookshelves i kind of want to get them to put some potted plants on they're amazing they're made so well are they sturdy like when you put them in the wall are they sturdy they're not going nowhere yeah they're once you anchor them in like they're good because I want to put some plants in my office, which I feel like is a terrible idea, you know, me, because good God. But no, I highly recommend them. They're very well made. I might have to check it out. They're super lightweight, too. Like the panel, the wood panels. Yeah. Very, very light. So the whole package was in this small box. And I was like, are, like, did I only get one? <laughs> and I opened it and there was definitely five in there. Oh, okay, cool. All right, so I have her bio pulled up. <clears throat> Kelsey Clayton is a USA Today bestselling author of contemporary romance novels. She lives in the small town in Delaware. She lives in a small town in Delaware with her husband, two kids, and a dog. She's an avid reader of fall hard romance. She believes that books are the best escape you can find and that if you feel a range of emotions while reading her stories, she has succeeded. She loves writing and is only getting starting, started on this lifelong journey. Kelsey likes to keep things in her life simple. Her ideal night is one with sweatpants, a fluffy bacon, blank, a fluffy bacon, fluffy blanket, <laughs> cheese fries, and wine. 
She holds her friends and family close to her heart and would do just about anything to make them happy. Let's go talk to Kelsey Clayton about fluffy bacon. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Kelsey Clayton, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. We are super hyped for you to be here on this lovely Tuesday afternoon, morning. I don't even know what the fuck it is. It doesn't even matter. Anyways, how is the weather where you're at? That's how I like to kick it off. It's cold. It is oh, freezing. It's so cold. Like snow cold? Are you guys no, not quite snow no, it's, it's it's not snow cold. It's like the kind of cold where I tell my kids to wear jackets and they insist they don't need one and then they shiver at the bus stop. Oh yeah, that was me. I don't it even got care. down to like 40 degrees last night. It was like 39 when I woke up. It was not you know, cool. I really just think that snow, right? Okay, so like snow on the East Coast is a different breed of snow on the West Coast, you know? I feel like the only areas that have like pretty snow are like Colorado, Montana, places like that, right? If you're on the coast and you get snow, bro, you get one day, one fucking day where that shit looks like a winter wonderland. And then that shit turns to greasy gray slush in 24 <laughs> hours. That shit I don't even get a day crazy. though. When it snows here, it literally rains immediately after and washes it all away. Yep, that's yeah, how it is. Like yeah. while it's snowing. It's just disgusting ass gray slush for like <laughs> the entire fucking winter. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I want to see these pictures where the snow is like beautiful and crisp and white and just, you know, magical. I'm like, where the fuck are y'all getting that snow? It's like, I'm getting discount snow over here. It's annoying. I want full price snow. Anyways, moving forward. We are super excited to, uh, if you can't tell, I'm very passionate about the weather. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We are super excited to get into some questions with you about your books. Um, So we're going to go ahead and jump right on into those. Um, We're going to dive in and talk about your North Haven University series. And for our listeners who may not have heard of you, can you give them a little brief synopsis about what this series is about and what your inspiration was? Yeah, um, so the North Haven University series is actually a spinoff from my Haven Grace Prep series. Basically, everyone says I have a horrible tendency to write side characters that everybody needs a book for. So (laughs) the North Haven University series was basically just kind of tying up all that and Mm -hmm. giving everybody who needed a book a book. Yeah. So the inspiration actually just came from the first series. Oh, well, that's cool. I love, I do that. So I do it to myself all the time. And then I'm like, fuck, I really got to write these. But then you're like, oh, but I don't want to write them. But then, <laughs> then people are like, you better write them. So then they it's really like, are. <laughs> they're like demanding. It's so fucking annoying. And you know, what's even more annoying is like when you're writing a character, it's like you finally get to that person, you know, and they haven't shut the hell up the whole time, this whole fucking series, you know, and then they just stop talking to you. And it's like, you know, yes. I, there is, so in um, The Saint, there is a character, Knox, and yeah. he is so loud all the time, drives mm-hmm. me nuts. But every time, like he sits there all the time, is like, I need another, I need this, or I need that. And every time I give him the ability to have something else. He's like, I don't know what to say. I'm like, screw you. I'm done. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> me right now. I'm I'm writing the most chatty, joking character ever. And if you don't fucking talk, I swear to God, I'm gonna just, I'll off you right now. I will literally shoot you right now. I have the control to do that, you dumbass. 
And literally my husband would like come in here and say, who are you talking to? Myself, Rook, that's who I'm fucking talking to. Old bitch ass won't talk to me right now. And he's being grumpy. And Dallas is like, yeah, you're, you, you, you need medication immediately. So yeah, that's, that's my life. But it's fine. I just have imaginary characters that I talk to. It's cool. People probably think I'm like the head, this house is haunted or some shit. <laughs> Anyways, Stevie, go ahead and take the next question, man. All right. So Corrupt My Mind is the first book in the series. And this is Zane and Amelia. And this is Brother's Best Friend. So what was your favorite thing about writing their story? My favorite thing about Corrupt My Mind is Zane entirely. He is honestly one of my favorite characters from both series. Um, because he he just, he thinks he's so bad for her. And he thinks he's going to ruin her when really like he's the nicest one out of all of them. <laughs> so he's just like, he's so pure. Those are the best book boyfriends though. They are. <laughs> those literally, like, I mean, that's usually how it turns out to be, though. It's always, it's always those guys. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh my God, I just had chest pain again. Oh, wait, I think I need to burp. No, I'm fine. All right. Okay. So book two in this series is Change My Game, which is a second chance romance. Jace has nightmares and he's just had some, you know, like rough times in, in, you know, in his life. And the only person who could seem to help him was that is this girl who is walking back into his life. Were there any parts of Jace and Paige's story that you struggled to write? Yes. Um, so despite everything that Jace goes through, the yeah. stuff with Paige's dad was actually the hardest. Um, my mom five years ago passed away from lung cancer. So, so every sorry. single thing that she was going through with her dad was me letting out that. So it's all like from true feelings and true things that happened so like writing that was hard, but it also helped. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear for your loss. I hate that. Thanks. Just like the emotion is mm-hmm. just, I, I just can never remember. I don't even, I don't even want to think about that. Yeah, that makes me want to cry. <laughs> like I had, I had somebody ask a question the other day. They were like, what's your biggest fear? And I'm not bullshitting. Okay. Like I'm not trying to sound hard. Like I'm sure that if like somebody tried to set me on fire, I'd probably be freaking out. Right. But somebody asked me what my biggest fear was and I'm not really afraid of like physical things you know like I'm not afraid of water or fire or like snakes or spiders or anything like that like my I'm not afraid of any of that shit um but I like I could do fear factor with my eyes closed absolutely um but I am that's my biggest fear is like watching my loved ones pass and I Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's an inevitable fear, right? So it's just, it sucks. I don't even, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the loss. I hate that for you. Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously you were able to, you know, put those pieces in there and it made for a beautiful story. So kudos to you for being able to do that. Thanks. All right. So the next book is Wreck My Plans. This is actually my favorite one in the series. (laughs) And this is Enemies to Lovers because I am a, Besides Secret Baby, I love Enemies to Lovers. It, it's my favorite of the series, too, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Carter and Tyler's story, and their story is a lot. There, that's a big roller coaster with some love triangles. There's a setup for her, like. <laughs> so what made you choose a particular direction for Carter and Tyler's story? Because they really did go through a lot. They did. Um, So the idea for Carter and Ty's story came when I was working on Jace's book because they're so close that I knew I needed their stories to tie in together. They had to, basically you need to read one to read the other, even though you can kind of get by without it. 
Um, and then Ty is actually named after um, my old PA, Mercedes um, Potts. Mm-hmm. She, her name is Mercedes Tyler Morgan. Like that's her maiden name. So oh, cool. the, the whole character is named after her. And I knew I needed her to be somewhat similar. Mm-hmm. So, because Carter was her favorite, that was her birthday present, was naming the whole heroine after her. But I think like, I knew Carter was hard to tame, but like genuine when he finds somebody. Um, so I just, I knew he needed something big to kind of like show that if that makes sense. Like he just did something that was like, what in the world am I reading? But also like, it makes sense. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I listen, I know that it's like a, what is it called? What is it called? It's a fucking controversy to like love triangles, you know, but I like it. I like the spice. I like the angst that comes into it. I just, it's just my jam. Okay. It's like, I love it. I don't even care. And then there's like all, there's like other people, right? Where it's like, you know, cheating is a trope also. And I'm not saying it's in this book. I'm just saying in general, you know, and that's like another one of those like controversial tropes. Right. But I can't, I love it. I can't, you know, it's, oh my God. And I saw this TikTok little rant, side rant. I saw this TikTok where this lady, no, she shall not be named. Um, when I saw this lady make a TikTok about, um, how cheating tropes should not be like used because they shouldn't be romanticized because cheating is disgusting. And I was like, um, I was like, okay, first of all, it's fiction. Second of all, um, <laughs> so it's like, we are romanticizing. We can't romanticize like, che- okay, first of all, we're not romanticizing anything, but okay. So we can write, you know, fucking books about these mafia men who are like, I mean, I'm guilty as fuck. I'm literally writing a man right now that's about to boil a man alive. Okay. Like we can write about men like that and falling in love with them, but we can't write about other things like that. And I just hate that this, like, because we write romance, it's like, we're automatically romanticizing all of this shit. And it's like, no, like Stephen King writes murder mystery and he's not telling you to go out here and murder people. Nobody's saying that. So like, why are we getting the same shit? So everybody just needs to chill out and let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. Okay. Just let people live their life. God damn it. Anyways, <laughs> that is my rant for today. Oh, it makes <clears throat> sense though. Like if somebody were to push me up against the locker, I'm not going to go fall in love with him. Like, I mean, I might depend on what he looks like. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, that is a joke, but no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like people need and I know that everybody's going to have their opinion on this situation and that's fine. You know, like you're uh, to your own prerogative, you're allowed to do that free country. I just think that a lot of people need to realize that this is fiction and being able to separate your real life from what you're reading in these books, you know, like I very much so am not going to go to prestigious university and find four hot men that are psychopaths. Okay. Like it's not going to happen ever. Sure? All right. Are you sure though? I'm positive. That shit's never going to happen for me. Okay. And that's all right. But I could still live that fantasy. I can still in my minds, you know, whatever, do that. Doesn't mean that I'm going to go out here and fucking, you know, kill people or end up with, you know, whatever toxic ass men. That's why I feel like my books are definitely 18 and older. And I feel like if you do not understand the difference between fiction and reality, then you don't need to be reading romance or especially my books. Like, don't do that. (laughs) because like they're like toxics but with they're like toxic but like good toxic if that makes sense um and it doesn't so it's way to sell your books (laughs) they're they're good toxic 
you know, like, you know, they're toxic, but they taste good. So there you go. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, there's my side rant for the podcast. Um, I did ballet shoes on the last one. Um, I have like, I have like little things, like little moments where I have to go off on like fucking rants. And the last one was ballet shoes. I was pissed off that we haven't made better ballet shoes for these bitches. Um, anyways, Waste My Time is book four in this series. And it's a best friend's brother trope, which is like one of my favorite things ever. Easton and Kennedy. Oh my God, I have a character named Easton. He's a bad guy though. Now Easton is the hero who believes he will ruin Kennedy, who is this innocent girl. You know, what are some of your favorite things about Kennedy and Easton's story? Don't laugh at me. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, so Waste My Time was actually the hardest of the entire series to write. I don't know if it's cause yeah. it's the last book in the series after like, I think it's like eight or nine books um, throughout like the entire world. Um, but I struggled through most of it. And I think if I had to pick a favorite thing out of it it would be redeeming Easton because yeah. a lot of people thought I couldn't do it and I knew I could. I mean, he's yes, good, he's just, he's just an idiot at times. <laughs> story of my life <laughs> you know I have a character named Easton except he's a bad guy I don't think that he's gonna be redeemable ever but it'll be it'll be fine. you'd be surprised like my friend Lindsay is insisting she is going to redeem Byron and I'm like you can't you just can't there's no coming back from certain things <laughs> you can't he stabbed a girl like you can't do it well, I mean, was it for good reason or was he just being? No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was supposed to be like, I mean, if he had a reason. No, he he'd... had no reason at all. Okay. Like well, he then... just stabbed her. Okay. Well, then there's no coming back from that. That's just <laughs> serial killer moves right there. No coming back. All right, CV, go ahead. All right. So I'm excited to ask this part. MJ is going to probably go on a rant because. I'm going to go I'm... blind. I'm going to go like make myself death for this question. I'm obsessed with surprise babies and secret babies <laughs> give me all of them which is why I was so excited about this knocked up anthology <laughs> and I do own it too it's on my shelf over there it's on mine too I absolutely I'm obsessed like I it's it's probably scary at times most of my <laughs> KU books are secret babies but it's fine so what was that experience like because we are really good friends with Nikki Ash we love her to death and she did an amazing job with this anthology. She really did. Like everything, I, I loved working on it. She's so organized. Um, basically, all we had to do was write our stories and copy and paste from an email into social media to promote it. Like everything was all laid out for us. You couldn't have been easier. Me I mean, my type A personality. Like, <laughs> what? I said, that's me and my type A personality. Yeah, like, like it was so easy. And then we raised over $6,000 for charity. So that was awesome. That's amazing, honestly. On, it was what the, you guys donating to? It was the Linus Project, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, so I think they do like baby blankets. And Nikki just posted about this the other day. I remember what, reading about it. But yeah. this was probably one of the anthologies that was probably from top to bottom. Every story was phenomenal. Is this it, one it you was, were telling really me? Good. This is, is the one that Nikki, that the book that Nikki did in the beginning, which was like almost borderline erotica. Yeah. And you were telling <laughs> me that prologue. some of them were like, some of them were like mystery and some of them were like dark. Yeah, there, was an, yeah. there was an MM 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that MM Misty Walker did her MM Surprise Baby, which is part of her um her series she does with Kay Webster. Yeah. Um, she I mean, there were sports romance ones. There was I think Coralie's was um Mafia. Mafia there was a Mafia one. I mean, uh, from bottom to top, star. it had every trope you could think of. It was, with. and we didn't even plan that. It's not like all of us picked a trope and like tried to stay away from it. We were yeah. just told to write a secret baby and we kind of just all did our own thing. And that's what came out of it. I, it was it was an amazing anthology. And I'm so glad that I thought to pre-order it because <laughs> once it goes away and you can't find them again, I get really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say something and I forgot what it was. Oh, if I, listen, I could never, I, I kudos to Nikki Ash for being able to, you know, choreograph something like that. Cause my mind would probably explode, but Stevie knows that I have like, so when I asked Stevie's my PA <laughs> as well as my friend and as well as my podcast host. And, uh, she knows like better than everyone. Um, I'm very forgetful. Right. So she has to like daily, she'll like tell me the night before that we have a podcast and then she'll have to message me 30 minutes before. And she's like, do you know that we have a podcast in 30 minutes? Because I forget really easily. So she has to fucking tell me 80 times a day that I have like pop-ins or whatever. However, when it comes to like my release day and stuff like that, I'm very like type A. So when you said like copy and pasting on social media, like typed out Instagram messages, Mm -hmm. bro. When it comes to shit like that, I got it. I'll send her like very detailed emails of like, these are the links and these are the shit that I want to be posted. And these are the hashtags (laughs) and these are the images that are going to be done. But, but yeah, so, I mean, CV puts up with a lot for me, but I mean, I think it's a good thing to have in a client. She's also very horrible at promoting her own books on the podcast. (laughs) I am too though. I'm not even kidding you. Like the people who work with me are saints because I don't know how they deal with me. I have- my one PA is uh, Christina Santos and she's constantly like, what in the world are you doing? Like you are a hot mess. And then Mercedes, she was like one of my main PAs and then she had to take a step back for a little bit, mm-hmm. but she's still like on the creative side of things. Cause I can't write without her. I just, I've tried, I can't do it, but she will like message me the other day. She's like, are you alive? And I was like, well, yeah, why? And she's like, you haven't written. I was like, no. And she's like, that's why you're avoiding me. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, that's literally me. The people who work with me are angels because I am a mess, which I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too bad. I'm funny. I have to remind her to eat. I mean, yes, I am forgetful. I am will admit that. And you guys help me not forget shit. The fact that I'm able, this is why I'm a planter. This is why I'm a planter. You guys think I could write a damn book if I pantsed? I wouldn't be able to remember what I wrote fucking two sentences ago. She would have turned her hockey series into mafia by the end oh absolutely I would have you know I would have so yeah I get it I am a disaster but it's fine but yeah I was just I needed to put that out there that I'm not like the most shitty person in the whole world I am kind of type a um anyways so if you could turn your North Haven series oh my god you gave me this question how exciting if you could turn your North Haven series into a movie slash tv series who would you cast as the lead roles hmm all right. So this is actually hard for me to answer because I it's know like everybody to answer. I, well, I know like st- certain authors, like they picture actual people as they're writing. Like they know what they look like because they're actual people. To me, they create their own little image in my head. So like yeah. if somebody said to me like, hey, we're going to make this like a movie or a TV show, but you have to cast everybody. Forget it. It's going to take me like 10 years. I'm so picky. Literally same. 
because they have faces like they're people inside my head right so it's like how am I supposed to like compare that to like an actual living human being you can't like you just exactly it but never that's works. Why, you're, like, you're like if I could take this person's nose and this yeah. eyes and like that's me but see I think that's the beauty of cinema you know because like you yeah. know when you see because like when I'm like I don't know like I'm addicted to tv shows sometimes and it, when I see like people for like the cast list before I see the actual tv show I'm like oh that's not gonna work he doesn't look anything like that character and then you watch it in you know live action you watch the television show you're like oh my god you know special effects and makeup and you know like what they've done to this character has it's so good that now you know he fits that like i think i think uh what the fuck is his name i love him henry cavill when they were like oh henry cavill's the witcher i was like bitch how i was like bitch where um and then you know you obviously watch him in the witcher and they do he has white long hair and he's very like greasy whatever and i was like oh this is perfect. This is the Witcher. He is the Witcher. Just kidding. Y'all were right. So I think for me, I would be like, listen, as long as I could be on set and see the hot guys, I don't care who you cast because I trust you. Yeah, pretty much. As long as they look angry, like they can hurt people, then I think that's fine. (laughs) Oh boy. That's literally my issue right now. Trying to find, oh, Okay, I just about fucked up and said some shit I wasn't supposed to. Um, that is my issue. She was about that, to give her whole plot line away. No, 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 no. That is my issue, right? With so I did so for this these this series I'm currently writing. I didn't do guys on the cover because when I had looked for cover images of naked of like hot guys, all of them looked happy. Like they looked like you could like <laughs> hug them and have like you know a cup of like have a spot tea with them or some shit like that. And I'm like, no, I need you to look like, but then when you do find the angry ones, they're, they look too old. They look too old for like my character. So it's like, this is some fucked up shit. I'm not fucking doing it. Fuck it. I was like looking at him for like three months and I was like, fuck this. Fuck it. I'm not well, doing it anymore. That's why um, Hendrix, my book Hendrix, it doesn't have, it's an illustrative cover. Like it doesn't yeah. have a model because I could not, I sat there for months looking at cover models and everything else. And I just, nothing worked. Yeah. So I talked to my friend Cassie and I was like, can you just make me something? She's like, yeah, sure. I, I don't even, Jesus, like I, thinking about doing it literally makes my head ache. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Fuck it. Well, this, I is, hate what, this I, is what she ended up with. Oh, it's pretty though. Yeah, I know. Like, I love this. I love, it I love really good. Thank you. I love the way that it ended up. Like, I love the aesthetic that we have and stuff like that. Um, but I would eventually like to do at least hardbacks with, you know, the guys on them because I know that people love those. But I'm just yeah. like, y'all just gonna have to wait y'all asses. Y'all gonna have to wait a minute for that shit because it's gonna take me forever. Because when I start scrolling on photographer pages and I like click on certain models and I get scrolling into the model's life and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you have two babies? <laughs> the problem like, is never I- ask me for help with finding a model because I ruin all of them. Every, like my publicist and Mercedes and Christina, they all hate me. Because oh, no. I ruin all of them, like looking for change my games cover. I yeah. really liked this one image until like my publicist was like, at the time it was a different publicist than I have now, but she was like, so do you love this one? And I was like, well, I did until I realized it looks like he's giving himself a breast exam. And she's like, I can't handle you. Like, oh my God. Yeah, that's me. It's like, yeah, but his fingers really close to his nose. It looks like he's picking it. 
Or exactly. if um, muscular men have their arms up above their heads, all of them have a bunny in their chest. All of them. I'm sorry, what? Yes. All of them have a bunny in their chest. Like, okay, so when their arms are up, their like muscles here make like the ears, their uh-huh. nipples make the eyes. And then there's like in there right before their abs is like a little hole for like the nose. All look at it. You'll never be able to unsee it. I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. It's going to ruin the naked men for me. <laughs> I, told you. I have never heard of that, but that is absolutely hysterical. You need to I look at it. It happens every time. I'm going to keep that with me forever. That's going to be like, I'm keeping that with me forever. All right, Stevie, I go apologize ahead. in advance. Oh, no, you're fine. I love that. <laughs> so what's next for you for the end of 2021 and going into 2022? So right now I'm working on a dark mafia romance duet that my beta readers love. It's twisty and sick and gross. And I really didn't think I could write it, but surprise, I guess. (laughs) Same. That's how they (laughs) thought about MJ too, when she started with hockey and then decided, oh, I'm going to write dark romance next. Yeah, I lured them bitches in. (laughs) Like, I knew when I, uh, also, okay, I'm just going to have to also like preface in, in the intro before we do this. If I call anybody bitches or hoes, it is compliment. <laughs> um, it's a, it's like, it's like, I'm calling you like, you know, my friends. And I realize that some people are like, why are you calling me a hoe or a bitch? And it's like, no, I'm calling you bitches. Like my bitches. Okay. Anyways. So I just needed to let everybody know that. However, yeah, I lured them in is what I did because I knew when I started in, you know, indie writing or whatever, I knew I eventually wanted to do dark romance. That's the lane I want to be in. But I was mm-hmm. like, you can't just come out the woodworks with some scary ass shit. People don't trust you. And I was like, I'm going to make them trust me. <laughs> nah, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to make them trust me. I'm going to gain an audience. I'm going to make them trust my process. And then I'm going to throw them for a loop. And it worked. It worked. Like I, when I I got like 99% of all, like I got a lot of new readers with this series, but 99% of my previous readers followed through with the Lies We Steal and the Dark series and really enjoyed it. And I was like, success. I was like, (laughs) I've hooked you hoes now. (laughs) So yeah, I'm like, and we're not going back. And they're going to be very mad at me for a little while, but it's going to be okay. They'll go, they'll go with it it's cool yeah we're fine so yeah I get it I'm also you know writing some dark shit it's a dark and scary place to be it's a dark and scary place to be so I get it um so we are going to shift gears to writing questions um so are you a plotter a pantser or somewhere in between which is what we like to call a planter I plot heavily in like stages it's so bad Yes, ma'am. Like, me too. <laughs> I have, I start off with like a, a note in like my phone or my computer yeah. and it just says like the title and then brainstorm and everything. I just, I put stuff in it for like months Yeah. and then all of that will move to like these little post-it notes and I'll stick them in like sections on my wall mm-hmm. and then I'll move them around and, you know, place an order with them. And then that becomes an outline but like a light outline and then the light outline becomes a detailed outline. And if I don't have any of it, I'm screwed. I can't write. <laughs> or in my life. Okay. Now uh, I'm going to hit you with some, I ask you a question. Okay. Do you have Scrivener? No. Oh, you honey, listen to me. <laughs> Scrivener, I'm going to sell you on it. I'm not joking. Scrivener is like a one-time purchase thing and you have it forever. Okay. And you can move right. it from any computer you want to. 
it auto saves. So the last thing that you write, like if your computer crashes, if the last word you write is vagina, then when you reopen your computer, vagina is the last word that's there. Okay. So it auto saves, but not only that, Scribner is like a plotter's best friend. And me, like, I wouldn't say that I'm like a heavy uh, outline type of person. Like I do a pretty detailed, but like also loose outline of how I want the plot to go. Uh, like for the first 10 chapters and then I'll write the 10 chapters see where I'm at and then plot 10 more chapters like that's how I do but my character outline holy fucking shit dude is insane so instead of having like eight documents where I have my character outline in one word document and I have my regular outline in another and I have my copyright and my playlist and my dedication, all of it in different things. Scribner lets you compile it all into different sections, but in one closed document. So you have your manuscript document where you write your manuscript. You have an outline portion where you have your outline and it's all compiled into one beautiful fucking master. <laughs> yeah, and I'm serious. It's seriously insane. You have to get it. If you're a plotter, you have like, there's no other thing you need to be writing on. All right, I'll look into it. You need to do it. I'm serious. But yeah, so, and I'll also, since you're also a plotter, I do these like character interviews before I start, which is just going to add another process to your plotting if you enjoy it. So uh, that's probably like 140 questions. 112, 112. And like, Um, it asks you this little character interview, this little one. I have like, it's 114 questions per character, right? But I mean, honestly, it's how I do it so that each character sounds different, you know, like I want to be able like maybe they have different dialects. So basically, I'm the interviewer. I'm asking these questions and my characters are answering them. So I do like their, you know, like movements. And if they, you know, drop the G's on like when they're talking like live in or, you know, like given or something like that. Right. So, I mean. I don't know. It's cool. And it helps you get to know your characters. So 10 out of 10 recommend it. I send you the 14. Ask questions. what the motto, what their motto is. Yeah. If you had your life had a motto, what would it be and why? And like this current character is like, get in, fuck shit up, leave. So yeah, sounds like my current character too. <laughs> yeah. If I told him he had to do 114 question interview, he'd be like, I'm, I'm just going to stab you. <laughs> well, so that's the thing. That's how Alistair was. That's how the first guy was. He was like, I don't want to be here. I was like, what's your Zodiac sign? And he was like, do I look like I know what the fuck that is? And I was like, Scorpio, got it. Good to know. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but like this one, he's more talkative. Like he's very jokingly scary, but like he's more talkative. So he likes to talk about himself and his peoples so I was like he was a lot easier to do character interviews for but yeah Alistair was not fun he was a dickhead <laughs> so you have to do it it's really fun it's enjoyable it's like really you're making your characters like people it's great anywho now wait um, wait do you give your readers this character interview when yes the- they're teasers yeah they're okay. like- <laughs> Um, Because when I first did them for the first book, because I've always done them, but I didn't think anybody would find interest in them. And I was bored one day. And I was like, well, I'll just like release some teaser, you know, like character interviews for book one, since this is like a new series. And everybody was like, you better fucking do this for every single book. And I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. Okay. My Jesus Christ. I feel like I'm about to get like attacked with pitchforks and torches. Um, Anyways, so do you have any interesting writing quirks when you sit down to write? Like, do you have to be eating Twizzlers or like wearing a hoodie or some shit like that? Like, do you have anything weird that you do? No, I mean, I have to have music on. Um, but yeah. I think that's mainly just to like, 
fill the either fill the silence or because I like to write when my kids are at school or mm-hmm. to block out the noise that is my kids. Oh yeah. Okay, um, yeah. But other than that, I have like a hydro flask, which Mercedes calls my baby bottle. I love it. <laughs> That's always filled with water. And then other than that, I have nothing. Hydro flasks are weapons, dude. Those things they are, are amazing though. If I hit in the head with one of them things, that shit fucking hurts. That's like worse than a brick. Who hits you in the head with a hydro flask? <laughs> it was an accident and they were intoxicated. We were all intoxicated, but yeah. You know how like they have like, you can get the ones that have like the little like I don't know it's like a little band that you can put on your wrist to like carry with uh-huh. like it connects to the top of it and you can like wear it on your wrist so like you don't have to like hold it you can like carry it on your wrist or whatever yeah she was yeah. fucking she had like I think she had like vodka or some shit in there and was like swinging it around <laughs> I was coming in from the kitchen and wasn't paying attention and like got hit right on the fucking head with it, <laughs> it hurts I'm telling you I was like damn I think that concaved my whole ass head but yeah <laughs> it hurts um <laughs> hydro flash safety um so what do you like to do when you're not writing um so I'll either listen to music or binge watch a show right now it's season three of you <gasps> girl wait till you get to the end girl oh my god oh my god I've found a fanatic bro it is really good um, I've also been spending literally hours on the phone with my best friend lately. So mm-hmm. that's fun too. I do that too. Same. Me too. But no, <laughs> you were so good. Wait till you get to the end of it. You're going to die. Am you're I? Gonna literally. Sh- you're going to fucking shit a brick, dude. Okay. Don't spoil anything. Well, they've, I'm not going to spoil it, but they've already confirmed a season four. Um, right. I saw that. Which was just super exciting. So like when you got to the end, you, when you get to the end of it, you're like this motherfucker, like you ever like, okay. So like when I started watching you from season one, uh-huh. I found myself like rooting for Joe. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, Joe. I was like killing peaches, the right move. I was like, wait, no, what? I was like, shut up. Like, I was literally like, yes, Joe, we need to be with Beck. You know, like I shipped them. I was like, I really want this to happen. And then I'm like, oh my god what are you doing MJ what are you doing you are literally rooting for a serial killer like what is even happening so yeah I thought they did a good job but this season I was just like this man's crazy officially and love is psycho bro she is fucking really is nuts dude but she She is I like it though I was like like I feel like that's what he needs is somebody who's gonna be like you can't cheat on me I'll kill them like what's what episode are you on right now because i want to say this um let me see it's a good question i think five okay have you seen that episode where they're like arguing in the rain no okay right then when you see that episode he says this really funny thing where it's it's fucking hilarious um so when you watch the episode of them arguing in the rain you have to like message me on instagram and be like lol funniest shit ever okay <laughs> all right so what is the weirdest thing that you've ever had to google for a book hmm okay I can't pinpoint exactly what it was but I know there have been things about bodies and all I know that if my husband ever goes missing I'm fucking screwed like Same. they are going to immediately think I did it yep me too that's that's yeah I feel that I literally <laughs> have to like look up like how long it would take to boil a body like how long it would take for it to like like dissolve you know right fucking takes like 48 hours even if it's like high heat like if you cut if you cut it up and you put it in a really big pot 
it takes like 48 hours to boil a body to just bones. Why is this information on the internet? I don't like, know. Like, I mean, who knows enough about it to books. answer it? I mean, I literally put four books so that, the F, <laughs> so that my uh, SCIA agent, Steve, knows that he I'm just her CIA agent that is apparently stalking her hard drive. He's not stalking. No, they're hard though. So, like, my husband didn't believe me when I told him that, like, sometimes, like, there you have like somebody listening in on your phone. So he picks up this fucking his phone, and it's like the screen's off. There's nothing on it, and he just starts shouting in it. I want to see girls in bikinis on big boats, and I'm like, what are you doing? Did girls on bikinis and big boats pop up on his on his Facebook feed? No, but it, um, advertisements for cruises did. Oh, see, look, I'm telling you, they're smart like that. They're smart <laughs> like that. I'm telling you, uh, you have the same CIA agent for like everything. His name is Steve. That's mine. I know he's watching. <laughs> I know it. And I just know at some points he's like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Like, I know. Red it. Flags just go up and he's like, oh, alert, yeah. alert. He's like, listen, if somebody, if people start going, going missing in her area, we know who did it. <laughs> um, but that is my last writing question for you. So Stevie, you go ahead and uh, take it away with the reading questions, gal. All right. So what book has your favorite cover? Now, this can be one of your own or somebody else's. I have to pick one. <laughs> All right. Top three. Okay. three. I can't pick three because I'll pick one. Okay, so of my own, it's Hendrix. I love the way that turned out. Of somebody mm. else's, it would be um, The Touch of a Villain by Holly Renee, because that model is gorgeous. Oh, I love that cover. He is so hot. <laughs> he is I really, love really hot. Hitters. They're all very hot. Mm-hmm. True. So what, a, so well. what attracts you to a book? The cover, the blurb, the recommendation, or the title? unfortunately I don't get a lot of time to read a lot I really don't so every single thing that I read are arcs from my friends they're like hey I finished this book and send it to me and like I'll read that because they're my friends (laughs) so like and I enjoy all their books but I don't get time to just like scroll and find something I think that's a lot of authors at this point (laughs) my enter in you know like all my fucking recommendations lately (laughs) I just see shit on TikTok and I'm like, oh, add to cart. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Now this question, this is your chance to shout out your friends as well. What are, who are some of your favorite authors to read? Um, okay. So all my friends are fantastic. They are amazing. And I'm so lucky to have them in my life. Um, my favorites are like Siobhan David and Lindsay Eiler, Allie says, like I could just sit there and read them like all day. Coralie June all of them. Um, and then I like the fact that we're friends so I can read and then message them little comments. That's how I am with my friends. I'm like, bro, I'll be be like reading in like every other line. I'm like, dude, this is Mm -hmm. good. (laughs) Or like message them crying and be like, why did you do this to me? It's just, yeah, (laughs) I love that. And it's fun because you become friends with people like, I love Saffron Ken is one of my like dearest, closest friends. I love her to death. Um, mm-hmm. And she literally, uh, fact that I'm friends with her is amazing because like prior to being friends with her, I was like a really big fan of her. And so now it's like, oh my God, I'm friends with you. But yeah, I love her. Yeah, it's like, I love her to death. All right, see you go. All right, now do you prefer e-reader or physical copies? 
I like to collect physical copies, but read on my iPad. It's a lot easier to just carry my iPad with me and then have every book mm-hmm. than actually carrying paperbacks with me. And then I just collect signed copies and keep them on my bookshelf. Same. Same, 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 same. Can't bet in those spines. <laughs> nope. That's not allowed. Exactly. <laughs> All right, trope questions. Oh, shit. My bad. I thought you had another reading question. I was like, my bad. I was like, well, okay, I'm waiting for the next one. Anyways, all right. So the <laughs> last question, the last section is trope questions, which is our favorite set of questions. We love these. So okay. what is your favorite trope to write and why? Enemies to lovers. Um, oh. I really like the angst and the push and pull. Mm-hmm. So I do like, I enjoy writing that. So that trope is my favorite to write. I love enemies to lovers, so I get you. I get you. What is what? I said now it's your turn, ho. What is one trope you would eventually like to write, and why? Um, MM bully, because the first book I ever wrote is actually an MM fan fiction Mm. that nobody will ever find. It's on Wattpad under another name. I dare anybody bitch. to try to find it. Bet. Oh, bet. <laughs> I've read a lot of Wattpad, fa- Wattpad fan fiction, been on that site since I was about 12. I'll find it. Don't play games. <laughs> well, even if you do, it's under another name. You won't be able to tell it's me. I could. <laughs> you, not, do not put my... Uh, okay, if you can figure out what one it is, I'll give you a prize. Okay, well, listen. I tell you right now, do not put my Wattpad skills into question. <laughs> all right but yeah i love mm and mm bully is just like oh chef kisses <laughs> so, <your> turn. <laughs> i know i know i was like taking a breath my god don't rush me what is one trope you will never write and why um alien romance i don't have anything against it i know some people who love it but there's just something about it that's just not for me Listen. and i just wouldn't be able to do it I found myself in the Ice Planet Barbarians TikTok for a while and I was like, fuck it. I got to get this off my FYP. So I read the whole series. It's not bad. It's kind of tasteful. Is it really? Yeah, I swear to God. Like, honestly. Ask Carla Ray, she'll tell you. Honestly. <laughs> she really does. She tried to get me into it. And then like Coralie um, was sitting there messaging me about like, she's like, yeah, they're, they're tales and all this come. And I'm like, what are you reading? Yeah, well, see, it's like, I mean, obviously I know it's raunchy, but at the same time, I was like involved in the plot too. I was like, this is actually tastefully done. I was like, I kind of like it. Carla um, came on for our anniversary and literally at the end of the episode, she sat here with us for 30 minutes tell- trying to sell us on this Ice Planet Barbarian series. You gotta sell me on nothing. I was like, it's all of my FYP. I gotta give in. I gotta read it. So I read it. It was I good. I, I think she's amazing. And I'm so happy her book is doing so well. I think it's at number two right now. Yep. And all of KU or all, well, all of, all of, I think so. It was this morning. Yeah. She posted, they posted a status because multiple people had seen it before she did. And she gets so excited. I, I'm friends with her PA. So Renee and I were like jumping up and down for her. Uh-huh. It's, I'm so happy for her. She deserves it so much. Agreed. Okay, so last question is, if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Hmm. Forbidden. I think the excitement of not being allowed to have it, but wanting it anyway would be like, <laughs> I'm so horrible. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Me too, though. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh, I always pick billionaire because they, they say money can't buy happiness, but it sure as hell help. <laughs> okay, fair. And he can buy my library, so it's fine. Mine's always been reverse harem. And she has her reverse harem picked out. I do. I have my harem picked out. So it's like. Who is it? You gotta tell me. (laughs) Okay. So it is. uh, I have five in my harem because I'm needy. Um, Okay. But it's Rowan Whitethorn from uh, uh, the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Mass. Okay. Uh, Wrath from Dark Lover by J.R. Ward. That's a vampire. He's a vampire uh hold up I'm like looking because I'm trying to remember which one it is oh uh Simon from Medi- Simon Blackmore from Medicine Man by Saffron Kent uh Damon Torrance from Kill Switch by Penelope Douglas and the well and Daddy Zeus from Welcome to the Dark Side by Gianna Darling decent harem oh my god it's such a great harem such a great harem I would be abused sexually and it would be amazing I would love it <laughs> I would be the happiest person in the whole world because I feel like people who like reverse harem have multiple personalities that need to be like attended to and each Got of those it. men meet a different point you can go on our TikTok and I did a very in-depth reasoning as to why I have my harem um I posted a video about it so you can definitely go you check also that out you can go to our TikTok and watch Jen Sterling Oh my god, MJ's dad. Hashtag TikTok daddy. Please stop. He is on there. He made a a very nice appearance into our um, indie live panel we did with Willow and Candy and Jen. And now Jen thinks she's going to marry her dad. No, that's not happening. (laughs) Apparently, Jen is now her stepmom. That is not happening. Um, anyways, so that is our last question for you. However, we're really appreciative that you came on the podcast. You've been a fantastic guest. Um, but we're going to leave you a few minutes here to talk about yourself. Like let our listener list motherfucker, let our listeners know where to find you. And if you have a new book coming up or anything like that. So the floor is yours. Okay. Um, I mean, it's pretty typical. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook. I have a TikTok. I don't really post on it. You can- um and <laughs> this duet will be coming out in December. Exciting, as as exciting. As long Do you as you have a title finish. release yet. I the titles are out there. Um, so they haven't really been like revealed, but my publicist sent like the the blog signups. So I guess I yeah. can save them. Um the first one is Suffer in Silence, and the second one is Screams and Symphony. Oh <gasps> love those titles. Those are artistic. I love. I'm excited. Super awesome. But uh, we wish you the best. And uh, thank you again so much for joining us. But uh, we hope to chat with you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me.